Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show with your chance to be heard, give your opinion, bash on the liberals, even make fun of the wacky left. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Uh, good morning to you. Nine minutes after 9 a.m. I am Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in to the program this morning. It's always uh, glad, good to be here. Uh, took a couple of days off. You probably noticed Andy Thompson hosting the show on Thursday and Friday of last week. And then yesterday was a holiday. We had uh, some other programming put in there. But uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be with you. And I'm glad you're listening. If you want to be a part of the show, 673-5890 is the phone number. I also have text line 435-467-5842. You can text into the program as well. It'd be good to hear from you. Um, <clears throat> had, uh, again, some days off. Took a little trip. Not very far. Just up to northern Utah. Spent some time with my uh, my uh, adult children, and uh, I have one left at home. Holly's seventeen, but um, it was uh, an interesting experience. Um, we did uh, we swam a lot. By the way, I, I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before or not, but my wife loves water. She loves to swim. She was a swimmer in high school. Uh, she loves to be in her swimsuit in the swimming pool, and and every opportunity we had to get. Uh, into a pool, a pool, or uh, we actually at one point swam in a lake. This weekend, we we were in the water. <clears throat> so uh, that that part of it was fun. There was some stuff that was uh, not super fun, and I'm going to tell you about an experience. Uh, to me, one of the the most difficult experiences in life is when you're completely helpless, helpless to do something. Um, especially something that you've done your whole life. Now, when I was a teenager, my best friend Mel and I, we had, uh, well, he had a, a big Chevy pickup with a big giant tall camper on top, not camper, kind of a canopy thing on top of it. And um, Mel and I were a couple of big guys, you know, I'm 6'5", he's about 6'4", uh, big, strong, healthy young man with a big pickup. So we got asked, as you might imagine, to help people move quite often. And I would say over the years between the ages of uh, about 16 and about 35, I probably have helped at least 100 people move. But especially those first few years with Mel and I and and the pickup and the big, strong guys, we moved people often, like – Every seemed like every couple of weeks we were helping someone move. We'd fill up his truck. We we'd handle their piano or their refrigerator or whatever their big, uh, you know, devices were, and, and and we would help them move them. And you know, it was it was kind of I mean I, I was I was never fast. I was never uh, you know good at lawn care or I'm not an artist. Uh, but one thing I could do, I was a big guy. I had Mel's truck, and I had an, a vehicle myself that had a big, big, giant trunk. And and helping people move was, in in many ways, what I felt like was was my way of of helping give back. Uh, and so, for for me, that that was a big part of who I was. And maybe because of that, or maybe just otherwise, I unfortunately over the last five years, especially, have had some back issues probably more like the last 10 years. Uh, but about five years ago, I had back surgery. I had surgery on my, uh, and there's L5s and S5s and A5. I don't know what they are. The, 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 I had some disc problems uh, to the point where 
uh, discs were pushing on my spine, causing other parts of my body not to work correctly because of the because uh, of the I think they called it an obtrusion, uh, the disc pushing on the spine. Anyway, um, so uh, I have been told by doctors, and uh, along with that, my wife, that I was no longer allowed to help people move. I was no longer allowed to carry stuff. In fact, right after my uh, Second back surgery, they told me I was not allowed to lift anything over about 10 pounds because the strain on my back would make life miserable. And there a couple of times I've fallen, you know, I, I've lifted or moved things I wasn't supposed to, and I paid for it. And, you know, pain enough, severe pain enough to make it so that I didn't want to, I couldn't sleep at night, uh, no matter what kind of drugs I was on. So, uh, anyway, my son, uh, one of my sons was moving from, uh, he'd been staying with a, a grandparent and uh, had most of his stuff in a storage unit. And so they closed on a house this past week, got the keys, <clears throat> move-in day was, uh, days were Friday and Saturday. And that, that's when that coincided with when we were having our uh, little vacation up north. And so naturally they needed help moving in. They got uh, his in-laws uh, and uh you know, my son and son, son and daughters-in-law and daughters, and my wife, who was a whirlwind of hard work, uh, and they all pitched in and started helping to move things. And I, I got to sit there and watch and and you know play with the play play with the grandkids, which was fun, which was great. Don't get me wrong, but the fact of the matter is it was killing me emotionally mentally it was killing me watching these people you know moving beds and dressers and couches and and knowing that i i mean that's who i was my most of my life i was the guy who helped carry the big stuff i you know hauling things up and downstairs maneuvering around corners when you've got a dresser or a washer or or whatever and uh, it just it just absolutely drove me nuts to the point where uh, I I actually was I, I was I was kind of depressed and I'm not I'm asking not asking for a pity party or anything like that but I was I was pretty depressed because everyone was doing stuff and uh, me and a couple of the in-law nephew niece types and my grandbabies we all got to sit in a room and play together and and. Don't get me wrong. I loved playing with the grandkids. I loved playing. It was great. But I felt, I felt as useful as a, I don't know. I, I, did, I didn't feel useful at all. And it was, it was really tough. And so mentally, it was, that was a tough day for me on Saturday. Um, and, you know, I, I, I tried to, come out of it and I try we we got to do some other things that made me feel more useful for instance uh, later on in the afternoon we had a barbecue and I was able to cook all the food on the grill that made me feel useful you know and and important again but uh, is there things are there things rather in your life that uh, you feel helpless about that you can't do anything about anymore uh, but but you wish you could and kind of uh, tagging on to the end of that is uh you know dealing with my uh, teenage daughter and the fact that at age 17 all reason and and uh, brains go out the window for most kids and my 17 year old daughter doesn't think her parents are very smart and so i've become helpless in in that arena as well so two of the areas where i really felt like i was very helpful in life uh 
helping people move heavy things and being a dad, both of them are kind of, kind of, kind of helpless right now. So anyway, there was that frustration over the weekend. I, I, I did have a, a nice time. It was a great, great to get away. And we spent, like I said, a lot of time in the water, but man, it was an incredibly frustrating feeling as helpless as I was feeling. Um, all right, uh, part two of the show. Let's see. I want to talk about this a little bit, and, and I got to be careful because I don't want to say things that will someone who doesn't agree uh, with this attitude uh, could use against me. But I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. If I were to ask you out there, uh, what percentage of, well, I'm going to read it exactly uh, right from the Gallup poll. Uh, just your best guess. What percent of Americans today would you say are gay or lesbian? Just throw it out there. How, how many, what percentage of your, of your regular old Americans are gay or lesbian? The Gallup poll put it together. They, 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 they asked thousands of people. They actually had three different polls. One in 2011, one 2015, and then one uh, just last year. And they asked people, what percentage do you believe of Americans are gay or lesbian? And based on the TV statistics, you look at TV, you go, well, you know, every show's got at least one gay or lesbian character. Some of them have several. So that would put it at, I don't know, 20% maybe. Uh, maybe 15%, I don't know. And and then you say, well, gosh, they have Pride Month. They have Pride Parades. They have Pride Flags. In fact, the rainbow now belongs to them. Don't know how that happened because rainbows are really cool. But uh, what percentage would you say uh, of Americans are actually gay or lesbian? The number might surprise you. Uh, in May 2011... Uh, during this Gallup poll, they said 24.6%. So about one-fourth of Americans believe, no, uh, yeah, about one, Americans believe about one-fourth of, of us are gay or lesbian. That number went down a little bit four years later, May 2015, 23%. This is, this is our beliefs, our best guess. Went up again in the last year, 23.6%. And in this poll, all three all three uh, polls said that uh, more, the number is more than 25%. 35% of people said more than, more than one-fourth of us are gay. The actual number, like I said, might actually surprise you. Do you know that the uh, Americans today, uh, about 4.5% Americans of Americans today are gay or lesbian? Not 23, not one-fourth of us. How about one-twenty-fifth of us? So why then do we, uh, where, where's the disconnect? How, how, how do we not understand that? What, why is that? Why is there such an overestimation? Uh, an annual report by GLAD and an LGBT uh, advocacy group found that the representation of LGBT people as television series regulars helps uh, bring that number up. And uh, the other thing, the other reason given is that these groups, these LGBTQ, question mark, A, whatever groups, are pretty much vocal. They are vocal about who they are, about what they are, about their sexual preferences, way, 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 way more so than your average American. 
You don't have people come out, celebrities come out and say, I'm heterosexual. Nope, doesn't happen. You don't have celebrities come out and, and say, well, I've decided to that today I'm feeling, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declare myself as a bin, bin, what is it? Gender, binary, whatever, anyway. Not, non-binary, that's what it is. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm binary. I, I'm going to declare myself that I'm a man because I am a man. That, that doesn't happen. Instead, we hear over and over again in the news, on the television programs, in movies, that, in fact, uh, there's a lot of gay people out there, a lot of gay and lesbian people out there. And it's, it's unfortunate that we let that dictate uh, what we believe because, clearly, uh, we believe that there is a lot more of this going on than there really is. Now, what's the bottom line? On all this, um, I, I think the bottom line is that if you are a normal American, you don't have to declare uh, your sexual, your gender preference, but you sh- certainly shouldn't stand by while things like the rainbow are hijacked from our from our society. I remember when I was a kid, rainbows were so harmless, not even harmless. They were wonderful. If if you you know if you saw a rainbow. If you if if there was a if you wore a shirt with a rainbow on it, uh, it was a cool thing. Red, orange, yellow, blue, green, indigo, violet. Yeah, Roy G. Bibb. I still remember that. Uh, if if you if you saw anything to do with rainbows, it was a happy thing. It was a happy place. Remember the reading rainbow? Yeah, it was awesome. It wasn't about gay people. It was just about learning to read and discovering books. You remember the University of Hawaii used to be the Rainbow Warriors? They called themselves the Bows, short for rainbows. Remember that? They don't call them that anymore. They just call themselves the Hawaii Warriors. They have hijacked part of, of what we believe. And it's oh so frustrating. Oh so frustrating that it's it's like my brother was saying the other day. He says, I don't I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're tranny or transgender or whatever, if you're gay or lesbian or bi or whatever it is. Just leave me out of it. Do what you're going to do behind your closed doors or or whatever. Even if you want to hold hands in public, whatever, that's fine. Just don't walk up to me and say, hey, I'm gay. Deal with it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't walk up to people and, and get in their face and say, hi, I'm Republican. Deal with it. Or, hey, I'm conservative. Deal with it. There's no need for that. Live your life who you are and, 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 and what you are. And, you know, there, there's probably going to be some blowback. People say, well, we have to act this way. Otherwise, we don't get any respect. I don't think that's true. I have a cousin who is who is gay. Uh, he has a life partner. He has had a life partner for 30-plus years. Um, he doesn't walk around with a rainbow flag. He doesn't walk around waving a banner, dressed garishly. or He just lives life. And I've never had a single problem with my cousin. I don't think he has a problem with me. I think the fact of the matter is we both live our lives the way we want to live our lives. And um, that's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Why does it have to be 
in your face. I, I don't understand that. All right, uh, phone number 673-5890 if you want to weigh in on the topic. Uh, we're going to talk about the Constitution a little bit later in the hour as well. Uh, you can text me at 435-467-5842. Right now, let's go to the phone lines. David, what's up, David? Yeah, hey, I want to make a comment on what you're talking about as, as far as something that I've experienced. I've, you know, I'm in my 60s, and I've experienced a lot of different lifestyles, came out of the Northeast, Mm-hmm. been down here in this part of the country for 30 years. One of the things that I've noticed about young people, and, and I have plenty of kids, is there's a time of confusion in their lives. Sure. And a lot of times it has to do with their feelings. And one of the things that I've explained to my children is this, is when you're walking down the road and you see a, a good-looking girl and a, and a good-looking guy in front of you, sometimes there are feelings that you're going to have that you're, that you're mis, misreading. And one of them is if you're a guy... You're looking at that guy, and maybe you get a rush. Okay, now it, it's not. It, it might be of admiration of his stature. It might be uh, a competitive thing, whatever. If he turns around and you see he's really good looking, really ugly, that rush goes away probably because you say, "Hey, there's no challenge here." And the same thing with that girl. There's a rush. You see her from behind, and she's she's got a real nice figure, and she turns around, and you say, "Wow, she she meets everything I saw from the other side," and that rush stays there. But the rush is still a rush, and and sometimes the kids in that those puberty, you know, those early years, they're yeah. trying to recognize what are those feelings I'm having, and and then this this inclination might come from somebody who says, well, you know, maybe you got this. Well, that's not what's happening. They're just rushes. They're just feelings, and there's nobody there to say, you know, what do you really feel when you're walking behind that guy? Do you really feel like you want something more than just to be his friend? And what do you feel about that girl? And I'm talking from a male's perspective. And, and those feelings shouldn't be confused with, with sexuality. It's just the rush. And, and it is. It is. It, it, it's in a, you know, some kind of adoration, some kind of admiration, whatever you want to call it, for the other person. But all I'm saying is we need to help our kids understand that just because you have those feelings and then there's these voices out there that are calling you, um, there needs to be a counter voice. And I don't think it's being said enough. So I appreciate what you're saying today. I think it's, there's real truth in the, in the, in the concept. Awesome. You know, and yeah. Thank you, David. Okay. Appreciate it. You bet. And that, that leads right into one of the, one of the problems, the other problems I see with this. First of all, the perception is way whack. It's way out of whack. Uh, the other, the other problem is parents are, are, are failing to take responsibility for, uh, guiding their children. Um, you have a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or a nine-year-old. And, and we were talking about this yesterday. There's a, there's a seven-year-old, I think it was that said, I have, yeah, I have, I'm, I guess I must be bi cause I have three boyfriends and two girlfriends. And it's like, what? No, wait, what? A seven-year-old declaring themselves a bi because they have boyfriends and girlfriends. It's like, well, there's no, at seven years old, there's no sexual attraction at all. There's, it's, and so the only author of what's going on with this seven-year-old is some misinformed parent going, well, you need to sort through those feelings and understand that you might be bisexual. You might be gay. What kind of, that, that's, it's akin to child abuse to me to, to say, hey, you know, Johnny liked playing with dolls. And so Johnny's, Johnny must be gay. And, and so we're going to go ahead and... We're going we're gonna to go ahead and, and uh, help him cultivate those feelings. And it's like, no, wait a minute. What? Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. And, and, and so 
I, I think problem number two, besides the the misconception, the you know of us thinking that that it's more common than it is, is a lot of parents who are who are not doing their part in helping their kid understand that um, it's too early for you to think that you're gay or bi or straight or lesbian. When, when you're seven, when you're five, you're seven, you're 10 years old, there is no gay or, or bi or, or whatever. It, it's just a kid. Parents got to figure that out and explain that to their kids. You can't make the decision for them. You can't push them one way or another. If you start, if you start doing that, then, then you're going to find yourself in a, in a world hurt, and, and you end up deciding the uh, how how your kid feels one way or another. All right, let's go to uh, Kelly. Hey, Kelly, what's up? Hi there. I think it's good to remember that um, Hollywood and uh, the art crowd and, and media attract like-minded people, and a lot of them are gay. I mean, I bet half the people who work at Disney are gay, and this is their new promotion, making sure that it looks like more of a percentage of the nation is gay than really is. And there in their world, it's true. The percentage is higher. If it weren't for their advocacy, that's the bad part. I used to watch Glee with my kids and like it until it became so advocative for uh, the gay lifestyle. I quit watching with my kids because it was advocacy. It wasn't be fair. It was, if you have any inclination, let us work with you on this. And that's what I objected to and, and still do. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I appreciate, appreciate your comments say, thank you for calling. Got a line to, and Greg is here. Greg, what's up? Hey, not much, Andy. So two comments for you. Uh, one has to do, not to do with this topic, but I'll, that was my second comment. The first topic I want to talk about is uh, your co-host over the weekend, uh, Andy. Andy Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of his. Okay. <laughs> it just was, just to let you know. Uh, so your current topic, um, like you were talking about these seven-year-olds who are having issues, uh, or not issues, but having these thoughts about that they might possibly be bisexual or whatever, uh, where would they learn that even? Because at that age, they're usually not even talking about sexuality yet because, you know, puberty hasn't begun to hit and things yeah, of that have, nature. Yeah, they have no concept. And so it comes from either you know, a few different sources. One would be media. One thing we've learned, I believe it's Nickelodeon. I may be wrong. It may be PBS, but I think it's Nickelodeon. They just had a show that came on. It's uh, it's basically a transgender show. Mm. Um, well, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-olds younger watch this, um, but they're, they're seeing it in the media. Um, we also, I mean, this isn't everywhere, but there are teachers who have that agenda in their mind and probably influence these kids from time to time you know who knows which teachers they are or if they're even in our area or whatever but there are reports that some teachers are uh, advocating for this within their classrooms to these young elementary kids yeah and then you know and then yeah when they see it out you know with disney or other types of movies but also when they're out uh, around town they start to see these things and uh, on billboards, uh, you know, just walking down the street, depending on where you where you are, and so they're just being introduced to it at a lot younger age, and so that's where the confusion comes from. At least that's my opinion. Greg, I don't know if you heard this last week on the news, but for the first time, Sesame Street is going to have uh, uh, two dads, a, a gay couple, on 
Sesame Street. Can you imagine that? These four-year-olds watching Sesame Street and 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 they introduce the the two dads and the kind of question your four, five, six-year-old is going to have blows my in mind. In my day, no, I couldn't imagine that. Today, unfortunately, yes, it's easy to see why. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't surprise you. All right, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks. Nine thirty-three on on KDXU. Uh, you know, that old Seinfeld episode, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, I'm not condemning that type of lifestyle. What I'm saying is I think that we've gone, the pendulum has swung so far that they're telling us militantly almost uh, who they are and how we have to be accepting and how we have to uh, believe like they believe. And, you know, to me, red flags go up. When people tell me I have to do something that I don't want to do, that I don't believe is right, uh, th- then I start to go, now, wait a minute, what? Wh- why would I have to believe what you believe? Because that's kind of the opposite of the whole liberal agenda of what they claim that they believe, is everyone should be able to believe how they want, and everybody should be left alone. Oh, but by the way, if you don't believe like I believe, well, you're a bigoted racist and you... Uh, deserve to go to, you know, Uzbekistan and live there instead of here in the U.S. It's very hypocritical. Take a break. We come back. We want to talk a little bit about the Constitution. We'll take your calls, too, at 435-673-5890. You can text me. I want to talk about the Utah flag as well. Governor Cox says it ain't very good, and he wants to do something about it. We're interactive at The Andy Griffin Show. Call in now at 673-5890. Text in at 435-467-5842. Email at agriffin at cherrycreekmedia.com. Let your voice be heard on The Andy Griffin Show. Welcome back. I'm Andy Griffin, not Thompson. But uh, again, I want to thank Andy Thompson for uh, covering for me while I was gone. Andy did Thursday's and Friday's show. Uh, I, honest truth, I tried not to listen. Uh, I listened to the first couple of minutes of Andy on uh, Thursday. Uh, We had some issues with some commercials and stuff. And once he got those uh, squared away, I didn't listen. And I did not listen on Friday because truth of the matter is i didn't want to sit there and try to critique the guy while i was gone i figured it's his show well i mean it's is his thursday and friday we'll let him talk and and see how it turns out now uh i've gotten texts both positive and negative about andy uh some folks said he did a wonderful job other people said well you know he interrupted Gus. he did do this he didn't do that uh but uh, truth of the matter is, it was nice to have a different voice on the air, and he's got a great voice, by the way, and uh, nice to have differing opinions on the air, uh, to have Andy Thompson come in and, and, uh, and, and cover. I, I think if, if you out there didn't like Andy or did like Andy, let me know. I think he probably will cover again for me in the future. Uh, Andy is a sports, uh, uh, sports broadcaster. Uh, he works over at ESPN Radio. He also sells ads here for Cherry Creek, and so. But but he he told me a long time ago. He's like, you know, I I, I like politics. He's a big uh, Ben Shapiro fan, and uh, he said, uh, yeah, if if you ever need anybody to cover your show, let me know. I also have uh, another person who has said they would like to do the show. Uh, they would, um, you know probably need a little more help with the uh, technical side of, of the show. What's one, one of the great things about having Andy do the show, he came in. 
I, I didn't have to teach him how to do stuff. He already knows how to use the the, 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 the weird little system that we use to play commercials and, and things like that. So it was nice to have him on there. Again, if you want to, uh, if you are just completely against me having Andy back, I'd like to hear from you. But I think uh, for, the, for the most part, he did a pretty good job. And I appreciate him. Uh, all right. News story across the news desk today. And we'll get to your phone calls again here in just a minute. But uh, this one jumped out at me and I had to well <laughs> had to uh, uh, respond uh this is straight off the wire governor cox hopes that utah voters will get a chance to decide on a new design for the state flag in the next few years the governor says the best state flags are the ones that are unique allowing them to be very memorable here's the governor flags that that are simple um and flags that that have a great representation that immediately are recognized for the state that they belong uh, Cox is leading a panel of state lawmakers who are considering whether the Utah flag should be redesigned and replaced. Flag experts call the Utah flag, quote, a seal on a bedsheet. And the governor believes a simpler flag may be more appealing to Utahns. The Flag Commission will get a variety of opinions on a new flag design, and if they agree, a proposal to change the flag could go before voters uh, as early as next year. Uh, I, I, I did a little research on the Utah flag. First of all, if, if I say Utah flag, what would you, what would pop into your head? Do do you have a concept of what the Utah state flag looks like right now? Um, it's a big blue flag has the circle. Inside the circle is an eagle and a and a, a shield, a coat of arms, and on the coat of arms it says. Uh, uh, basically, it says uh, industry. Utah has a beehive, and it has 1847. Uh, it's supposed to be, the 1847 is supposed to be inside the, the uh, coat of arms. And as they're redesigning the flag, the original thought was, well, let's just move that 1847 inside the coat of arms. But the original flag, flag maker misunderstood, put the 1847 under the coat of arms. It's actually kind of cut off by the coat of arms, followed by 1896 when Utah became a state. And so uh, it was a little bit of a screw-up. Whoever made the first person to make the flag kind of screwed up, didn't get the 1847 on the flag. So when, when they were first talking about changing the flag, I'm like, okay, well, we'll just get that 1847 bumped in up in there. I don't think there's any need to change the beehive and the industry and the, and the eagle and the flag and the American flags inside the state, the seal. And, but now they're talking about a whole redesign. They have this commemorative flag they're putting out, uh, that all that is, is, uh, Two white triangles and a blue and a red triangle, and then in the middle is a circle with a beehive and a star. Nothing else on it on the commemorative flag. A second commemorative flag has been proposed. It's very similar. The colors are inverted a little bit, but then it does have 1847 in big white block letters around the beehive and the circle, which is white instead of blue. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not too excited about commemorative flags because what are we going to have one every year we're going to have a new flag flying every year uh but the idea that they need to change the flag completely to be something bigger better more memorable instead of a seal on a blue sheet kind of bothers me i talked to a friend of mine he's a been a lawmaker he is a, a lawyer and attorney up in uh, park city and I wanted to get his take on this. This is Dwayne, and Dwayne has been a guest on the show before and will be again someday. But um, 
first of all, he said with the commemorative flag, he said, I'm not a fan of it. Are we going to have one every couple of years, every five years, or every year? Uh, now, if they wanted to make a logo for a special celebration like a centennial or bicentennial or sesquicentennial, fine. But what's the point of having a new flag every year that just desensitizes people to flags? And then he said, and then to change a flag completely, he said, the history of the state is worth preserving. We're no longer going to be, are we no longer going to be referred to as the beehive state? Are we changing the state bird, the state flower? It is literally our state seal, but so what? That was adopted over 100 years ago and has been fine for the duration of our statehood. So why change the flag now? It's so subjective. And he said, it's a symptom, another symptom of our currently entitled cancel society, which has no sense of history. That's why I feel like that changing the flag is a bad idea, because it it feels like to me, once again, that cancel culture is going to win. Cancel, Cancel culture is winning at Dixie State. Now, the folks at DSUHC haven't given up yet, but cancel culture right now is winning. It went from Utah Polytechnic State to now Utah Tech U. Uh, no Dixie in the name. Are we going to take the beehive out? Is the beehive gone? Being industrious, is that a bad thing now? Working hard, is that a bad thing now? Are they really going to do that? I really, really hope not. Let's talk about Joe Shoney for a minute. He's a loan consultant, been serving Southern Utah for more than two and a half decades, and his specialty is well, taking care of you, making sure that you are happy, you the customer, you the loan person getting the loan. He wants you to understand that it's all about you. He'll keep you apprised of exactly what's going on all the way through the loan process. Online, 541 reviews, 4.96 out of five stars. Just five-star at review after five-star review after five-star review. His name's Joe Shoney, loan consultant. Give him a call today at 435-590-6300. This is America for crying out loud. Traditional, conservative, capitalistic. Let's band together and melt the snowflakes on The Andy Griffin Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 890, 94.9, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. We were talking about the hijacking of the rainbow. How about the hijacking of snowflakes. What do you think of when you hear snowflakes now? I, I think of liberals. <laughs> I don't think of, you know, snow. Let's go to the phone lines. Richard on line two. Uh, thanks for holding on, Richard. How you doing? Good. How are you, Andy? Good. Thanks for calling in today. Okay. On the state flag, mm-hmm. I have no opinion. I think leave it the way it is. I like it. Like you said, maybe we can get that date on the bottom a little better. But why waste the money and the time? But it's just taxpayer money, so what the hell? <laughs> yeah, really. It's just, and just our money. <laughs> is near and dear to my heart, the rainbow, whatever they want to do with it. Yeah. Now, let's jump back a few years. Do you remember why God flooded the world? All the evilness and corruption and perversion. Wow. And when that was done, he made a promise that he'd never do it again. That's right. And what did he show us? Show us a rainbow. Exactly. Yeah. That, and then they have to pervert this from God. Boy, I'll I tell you, Richard, that, that the irony there, uh, the very sign that he wouldn't do it again, but he had to do it in the first place. Then you have the rainbow, meaning he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't do it again. And then here we are. The 
very reason. Yeah. I mean, the irony is dripping, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's in your face. Like you said, you know, I think it's on purpose, you know, because that's near and dear to their religious right and to make a spectacle of it. Yeah. It's just whatever. I'm Christian to me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. You know, it, it, it's funny because it used to be the gay, gay character in TV was the one that was made fun of. And, and I I'm not advocating that. But now, if you watch TV, the gay character is the cool character. Who gets made fun of now? The religious character. The Christian Boy, things have changed. Got a text. Uh, I'm against changing the Utah State flag. It's just one more part of history they want to change. Sounds like to me it's the same they that wants to take the beloved name Dixie out of Washington County. I'm totally against the change of the state flag. Thank you. Good text out there. All right, let's go uh, back to the phone line. Seth is on line one. Seth, how are you? I'd like to draw up some recommendations and, and send it into the committee so they have something to choose from. A great big black flag saying, no more Dixie State. <laughs> Probably get some momentum behind that if you ask uh, some of those, Spencer and some of those people. Mm-hmm. Flags are really important, and um, I think the flag should reflect um, the heritage, the the importance of the state of Utah, what you know, represents us, something that's recognizable. And never, and I've seen it all over, never should it have a gold fringe all around it. That's right. That's not, that's unconstitutional. Well, you know, I, speaking of flags, I was involved in, in some gentlemen that uh, took issue with the flags flying all over town that were chopped off. Uh, a, if you go to Encyclopedia or Wikipedia or whatever and look up all the flags of the nations, they're all in one configuration. They, If the unit, let's say a unit is one or we say it's 10 inches, 10 feet, the fly of the flag, the wiggly part that sticks out from the mast is called the fly of the flag, needs to be 1.9. So the flag is a long, skinny flag, and that's the flag of peace. Okay. All right? And I've seen Obama wear it, and I've seen some presidents at different times because I pay attention to the flag. And that the flags that are flying all over town, uh, town are garrison flags, and it's they're three by five using their dimensions. And it's a bad, it's a, a flag of war, and it's a battle flag, and it's designed that when a soldier or a person carrying it walks at two or three miles an hour, that the stripes of the flag don't drag on the ground. Okay. Okay, okay. so I challenge you to go to a flagpole anywhere near you and find a constitutional flag under Title Four. You're saying we're, we're not doing it right? Well, uh, somebody's chopped the uh, stripes off. I, I think that's a huge error. And then somebody's put a gold fringe in, in many applications. Somebody has put a tassel right. indicating a, uh, a golden tassel. And then if you really want to get out of control, you put a gold eagle on top. There's nothing allowed to be higher 
That's right. the flag. That's right. Hey, hey, let me ask you, I had a legitimate question this weekend, and I do not know the answer, and you sound like you know your flags pretty well. Uh, I was behind a truck yesterday. Uh, I think it was in St. George. I might, have still, I might have still been up in Salt Lake. But, you know, the, the, a lot of, lot of uh, patriotic people like to put a flag on their vehicle. Have, you know, they'll, they'll put an uh, actual flag right there, and they'll drive around town with it. And, 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 I, and that's fine. That's, that's their prerogative. But this particular truck, clearly he'd had the flag on for a while. And uh, the flag was starting to, to be discolored a little bit. And the bottom, bottom, uh, toward the end of it was was starting to get frayed and ragged, and it, there was even a little tear in it. And I have to admit, I was sitting there in traffic behind him. I was at, actually at a stoplight, looking at the tattered flag, and I was thinking to myself, "This guy, maybe his intention was, I'm proud to be an American, but the intention, the the message he's giving me is, I don't really care about this flag very much." What What are your thoughts on that? Same kind of thing. There are flags around town that are in that tattered condition, and maybe it doesn't matter if it's a military flag, but there's procedures in the Boy Scouts and in in protocol about how to properly dispose of the flag. And so they are critical. They do mean things. They do convey messages. And uh, just for fun one time, Harmon's was... uh, Flying a flag, Big one. Uh, yes, with a gold ball on top. Hmm. So I stopped in. I asked for to speak to the manager and said, "Excuse me, sir, I'd like to I'd like to sign up for the military." He said, "What?" <laughs> he says, "Well, that gold ball above your flag means that um, is a military recruiting station because it's right. a battle flag." I did not know. Oh that. no, wait, the the you know the. <laughs> blah, blah, put the flag up, it's perfect. And I said, well, just for your information, I just wanted to pass that along. And it was a windy April day, went to Zion, came back, and I'll be darned, the ball on top was gone. Really? Way to mm-hmm. go, Seth. Way yeah, to I go. Could, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe my powers, and, and then so I stopped in on Monday, thanked him profusely, and the manager looked at me with bewilderment, and he says, I don't know who you are or what you are, um, but that flag, uh, the ball fell off within hours, as you mentioned. Oh, wow, it just fell off, huh? Mm-hmm. So, but the bolts came loose because, you know, the whole flagpole is shaking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, flags are important. I wish people would go to U.S. Code uh, Title Four read what a real flag looks like, and we don't accept anything but the flag of peace to fly over our country. Great idea. Thank you, Seth. Thanks for the call today. Great to talk to you. Go to line two. Hey, thanks for calling in today. Got about a minute and a half left. What's up? Hey, Andy. How you doing? I'm doing good. What's on your mind? Just wanted to uh, mention for a few people to think about that our great country might be headed for the same fall as the great Roman Empire. Mm. Might be. From decay within. And uh, let me just mention quickly, uh, prophets in the Old Testament prescribed the death penalty for people who engage in homosexual activity. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul wrote an epistle to the Romans, first chapter, last seven or eight verses, where he said the same thing, basically. And Dallin Oaks, uh, head of the one of the three leaders of the Mormon Church, gave a speech a few years ago where he said gender is eternal. We shouldn't be messing with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I was married to a lesbian, 
she was about the best Mormon girl I ever met, and she struggled mightily with this issue, even had several children before she uh, told me her feelings. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good people trying to overcome their uh, sexual issues, and we should be a little more patient with them. Agreed. Agreed. Patience is key. Um, and, and I appreciate the phone call today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I, you know, I don't advocate, and I don't think the caller was either advocating uh, any kind of violence or any kind of anything like that against people that don't believe the same way that we believe. But by the same token, it should go the other way, too. They they should not be advocating making fun of us or, 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 or doing violence against us or condemning our lifestyle because we choose to live in a way that is conducive to uh, we, what we believe our maker would want us to live. And so, you know, I, I, I'm not going to wrap this whole thing up in 10 seconds. It just can't be done. But I will say this, uh, tolerance is key, but do you have to really always kind of stick it in my face, wave it in my face, the rainbow flag, the, the lifestyle? Live your life the way you're going to live your life. I'll live my life the way I'm going to live my life. And hopefully we can both be happy and coexist.